This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What is up, party people? How are you guys? I have a really exciting, fun, exclusive offer to share with you all. My podcast listeners are the first to hear about this new coaching program that I will be launching come April. So we are opening up a few, I mean literally three, early bird spots for my new one-on-one coaching program. These coaching programs will run anywhere from three to six months. You will get a weekly call with me and this is at our early bird discounted price of $5.50 a month. So if this sounds like you and you you are looking for more authentic types of content creation, self-development, personal awareness, any type of business development conversation, but maybe you haven't been able to put any action behind those steps, that's what my coaching program is going to be all about. I also will be incorporating a lot of the mindset practices that I talk about on the air with you all. However, it will be much more personalized into your daily routine, We will give you journal prompts, access to our course, which is an extra added bonus. I will give you those videos when it seems, you know, appropriate throughout our coaching program and you will be able to dive into each one of those. And then of course, on our weekly calls, you will have access to answer and ask any of the questions that may come to mind. So if this offer sounds like you are a good fit, I want you to send me a DM on Instagram and start the DM with hashtag podcast exclusive and let me know that you are interested in inquiring on this early bird special. Come the end of April, this will be completely taken off the board with this lower pricing. So like I said, if this is sounds like you, if you love this show, one-on-one coaching is perfect. You also do not have to be an entrepreneur. You can either be transitioning into a next set of life style, right? Or you may be in a job that you like, but you're not able to up level while you're working in that current job. So I will be able to help you get there. As you guys know, this is my jam. I want to support you all as much as I possibly can. And yeah, DM me hashtag podcast exclusive offer if you would like to get this early bird special and book a three to six month coaching package with me. Thank you guys. I can't wait to get into this week's episode. Hello, 
and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll just do that as our intro. But yeah, so you are getting into how business is really that gateway. I love that analogy. Mm, Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's so incredible and kind of this unexpected byproduct of starting, you know, a healing business where, you know, when you help other people along their path, it requires of you to do the same. It really creates this necessity to practice what you're preaching. Like I it's an ethical obligation. It's a moral obligation. Like I cannot be asking the women in my work to show up for themselves, to work through their emotional blockages, to be present in their their lives, to eat a certain way, to exercise a certain way. If I'm not doing all these things myself, there's something so empowering about that because you end up healing with them. So there's solidarity in it. Oh my gosh, that's so well said. I feel like you just rounded out my whole experience in business <laughs> because I love that you said the women around you too, because I, one thing that we talk about a lot is ideal clients and how to decipher who is that client for you because one person may want to work with someone completely different than someone that would be in alignment for me. So I would love to ask you, how did you go through that journey? And did you experience it on social media? And was there ever like a moment where it was difficult to say no to those people that approach you that maybe aren't a good fit, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Really good question. Um, Because, you know, it's twofold. So there's the ideal client, but it's also like, who isn't a good fit? And, you know, the ideal client really emerged based on paying attention to who was really coming to me and starting to notice those themes. You know, I specialize in women's health, but I never, ever thought that I was going to be a women's health expert. Not on my radar. I love women, but I had no interest in working with them because it's such a saturated market and women are so well served, or at least I thought. But then I kept having one woman after another approach me and ask about their hormonal health and PCOS and painful periods and difficult menopause and weight gain. And I was like, holy fuck. Basically, you know, women were coming to me with all of these problems. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. How do they not know? Like, how have they not been educated on it? And that's really where like this ideal client emerged. It's a woman who knows that they want to heal, but don't yet have the tools to do so. And they're interested in so much more than, you know, taking a pill and hoping it goes away. They yeah. want to do more than, you know, band-aid healing. They want to go deep into the process and understand, you know, the necessity of their pain and why it's significant and how it's serving them and how to heal themselves in a really all-encompassing holistic way. 
So the flip side of that, you know, having been through this process multiple times and meeting all of these women and working with women and also, you know, being responsible for cultivating a community of support has, it's kind of a recent thing that's emerged for me, kind of coming to that place where I understand where I'm like, oh, like not everyone is a good fit. Yeah. That was a hard thing for me because I want to help everyone. I want them to heal. I want them to, you know, to transform their lives. But what I've come to realize is that, you know, you can only meet people as deeply as they've met themselves. And if they're not ready for that type of healing, if they're not ready to objectively look at their blockages and accept that they have blind spots and accept that they have patterns that aren't serving them, then, you know, it's, it's those really prickly people where you try, you know, you try so hard to be gentle and to approach it from different perspectives and to be compassionate, but you're just getting nothing back in return because they don't want to see it yet. Right. Yeah. Not easy. Like looking at our shit, not cute, not cute. Not easy. I'm so glad we're talking about this because it's hard. And when you first start to do it, and like for me, it kind of, which I shared before we got on, which our listeners do know a little bit about, you know, Sean and my relationship on our holistic journey. And it really came out when I saw these patterns and I, it scared the living hell out of me, you know, because I'm aware of what my parents went through and the divorce and all these things that can come out of, like, it's really has to do with your health and then how you show up for you in all of your relationships. Like your health affects everything else in your life. It's the beginning to really changing, you know, the trajectory of where you're headed. And I had no clue, you know, I just see these patterns keep coming up and I'm like, how the hell am I going to change this? You know, like, I don't want to be this person or I want to show up as, you know, this high, this higher self that I can envision in my brain, but maybe I can't get there yet. And that was really hard for me. I I had those aware, like that awareness since I was young, which a lot of our listeners tend to be very aware as well. If not, I'm sure they would find this podcast triggering, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it really is that simple, which I I don't think I'd, you know, kind of crystallize that or put it into words, but it's a willingness or not. Like Mm. to be an ideal client, it doesn't matter what you've been through, how traumatizing your experiences have been. It doesn't matter how broken you may think you are. That's not the problem for me. I'm like, great, let's fucking fix it. Like, it's more, you know, are you willing? Do you want to? And that was my experience with my husband as well. You know, we met in a healing environment. And to me, that's been the main reason why, like, I knew I wanted to marry him right away. I knew I wanted to spend my life with him. And that's after being a complete commitment phobe my entire life. Yeah. He's willing to work. He's willing to change. He's willing to look at those blind spots. So to me, a not ideal client is someone who is resistance is fine. You know, resistance is normal, but it's, it's just that unwillingness to even look at it, to even talk about it. I'm like, I can't like when you're ready, I'm here for you. But right now, like I'm not your girl. So (laughs) 
Yes. And that's great for our listeners to hear too. Cause I think I shared with you, you know, there are a lot of them are aspiring entrepreneurs. So when you're first starting, as we both know, it's like, come, come one, come all, you know, anybody I can get like, yes, please. And then you end up having a negative experience or they're not happy at the end of the journey. And sometimes you do have to go through those situations. So, you know, anybody that has gone through that, we have been there and it's totally fine. It's a part of your journey, I would say. Every, I mean, this is such an interesting topic that I've, I haven't really talked about with too many people because, you know, again, it's sticky, you know, it's kind of got like a prickly energy to it. But like, I look at every difficult client I've had, like someone who realistically was just not a good fit. But again, when you're starting a business, you don't know, you don't know who's going to be a good fit. And I look at those clients I've had where I'm like, this was not the right person for me. I was not the right person for them. Yes, I can help them, but it wasn't the right time or whatever. And I see those experiences as so valuable because they're clarifying. Because then you're like, oh, fuck. Like if you never have that type of client, then how do you possibly know? And I'm so grateful that I figured that out early. Like the first couple rounds of my program, I was thankfully met with some difficult people. And it's good because it helped me put the right infrastructure in place so that I can filter people out like that and to offer them like resources and referrals and, and to, again, also like recognize my value and the value of my time and, and the necessity of cultivating again, like a supportive, harmonious community of women. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful because it's especially if you're leading a group program which I would love your feedback on this too like what does that structure look like and can you maybe walk through some of that with us I'm actually developing a group program right now so I had launched that's actually what we did in the beginning only group programs so funny like my first six months and then it just quickly became overwhelming for me I don't think I was equipped enough at that time to show up in a group program how I want to, you know, again, the healing journey, which everyone on this podcast has heard. So now I think I can start to really be that person. But that is a very big fear of mine. I only want people in the program that will add value, you know, because it's much like a team. If you have somebody that has that low vibe energy at times, it can sometimes ruin everyone you know, emotionally, like emotions. Yeah. And again, like that's really our responsibility as facilitators to, to kind of manage that, you know, like I had a woman in, in my first round who every time she spoke, it just brought the energy of the group down. And that's where like, funny enough, it became necessary for me to really start to break down like, okay, like what are the tools that I have in my arsenal to help a woman like this who's struggling in a way and is energetically just so negative and dense and can't see past their own bullshit. And, you know, by the end, she was a completely different woman, but it was three months of hard fucking work. Like I had to work at it every single session. And again, it's something that really gave me a lot of peace of mind is the fact that, you know, it's not all on you. And what's so lovely about a group program and a community is that, you know, the weight of our experiences is held by us collectively. So, you know, there's, there is like for a lot of the women who are listening to this and who are afraid of like venturing into a group program, like have faith that it's not all on you 
to carry that. It's your responsibility to lead, to be open, to be vulnerable, to guide people and keep them on track. But it's not, it's not like you're administering, you know, therapeutic advice to a hundred women at a time. And, you know, even within the context of the group, like my big focus lately is, you know, scalability. Like how do I ensure that I can support not just 15, 40, 50 women, like I'm talking about hundreds in one cohort at one time. And how do I ensure that I'm still meeting that many women and impacting that many women? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's such a big leap, but I'm so happy that you're doing it because obviously for our listeners, little backstory, I have been following Hannah for a long time on Instagram and I'm just so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. And I'd like to maybe have you introduce yourself now, you know, and thank you for, for having me here because it's different, right? Like being able to actually speak to someone is so wildly different than the things that you're seeing on social media. Like it's nice to see interaction and to see exchange of information and energy and knowledge. And yeah, so hi, I'm Hannah. I am an acupuncturist and a holistic health coach and life coach. Life coach is a recent thing. I never thought that I'd be a life coach, but it's, again, it's, it's really listening to what women need, what they're asking for. So like I started getting, you know, one woman after another asking me, can you help me with my life? Can you help me with these big major decisions and these huge life changes and transitions? So, you know, that's kind of where the path has taken me. And it's been really exceptional to be able to just move through it with a lot of fluidity and, and lack of expectation. So again, it's focusing on the present moment and the journey as opposed to the outcome, which somehow is me here on a podcast with you. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. But my, my background's in um, both Western and Eastern medicine. I did pre-med in my undergraduate degree, and then I pursued a master's in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And in my undergraduate, I concurrently completed a two-year certification program to become a certified holistic health practitioner. So brief bio, but <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. so much for being here and for your time and your knowledge. You know, Hannah shares amazing information on her Instagram. We will have it linked in the show notes too. Like I said, I've been following her on my personal page for quite some time now. And we actually met because I think I shared something or I was talking about something that she was sharing on social. And I want to talk about that as well, just really quickly, because I am a firm believer that this platform should be used for education. I think a lot of people misconstrue that. And of course it can be fun and silly. That's also education in my mind, you know, really being able to tag other people that you see and acknowledge their education that they're giving to you, how you're learning. It's really important to tell them that the content is working as a social manager that rarely happens. So I was so happy that you received it well and we were able to connect, you know, it was literally like I'm starstruck even Sean this morning I'm like oh my gosh I'm so excited she's coming on today like it was such a big deal for me she's like basically a celebrity to me so I'm just so thankful that you're here (laughs) yeah I mean it's so good to be here and what you're talking about too like I know so many people have mixed emotions around social media you know myself included like I didn't get Instagram until a few years ago like I 
actively resisted for years because I just, I wasn't sure about it. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of expectation and, and people stress about it. And to me, what's been so incredible since I've, you know, launched my, my three month program and have really poured myself into the educational aspect of it is just how incredible of a tool it's become to connect with other people, to meet other people. And I like, I never thought that I'd be that person, like really avoided technology. Like I didn't know how to open the computer, you know, and turn it on for years. Like not my speed, but now, you know, I run an online business. Like I have my in-person practice, of course, too, but, you know, within the context of the balanced woman, which is my three month program, like it's all online and I'm meeting the majority of these women through Instagram primarily. Yay. Wild. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It's so good. I've like completely fallen in love with it, which again, never expected. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, and I'm so glad to hear that you have, and that you've had such a great experience because a lot of the things that I can talk about on this podcast are negative because I'm just validating, you know, our listeners feelings. Cause I feel it too. You know, it's not every day. I'm like, oh, I'm going to show up on stories today and I'm going to look great. Like even today, I'm like, it's not one of those days for me, you know? No, no. And it's, you know, it's not without its challenges, of course, you know, the biggest challenge, which kind of relates back to, you know, your not ideal client. Like I have those moments on Instagram where people reach out and say really mean things and I'm a sensitive person and I take it to heart. And again, it's, it's been educational because ultimately it begs of me to develop some resilience, to thicken Mm -hmm. my skin a little bit and, and to also connect with you know, the core reason why I'm doing this. And I think that's true for like, for all entrepreneurs, for all women, but also just in life, right? Like we need to have a core mission that will keep us going, even when we encounter that resistance and that criticism and those difficult times when, you know, inevitable challenges arise. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure that you experienced some negative feedback like you shared and I have, I'm very fortunate where it's very rare, but when it comes, it hits hard. Like, you know, I'm like crying. Like I always share, I'm like, I'm a very highly sensitive person. That's what I talk about on this podcast. A lot of my listeners tend to be too. We are like come from that perfectionist background. So it's just kind of controlling. And then when it doesn't work out the way we want to, or people don't receive it the way that maybe we intended, it's like, dang, like, why didn't I catch that? Or why didn't I say this right thing? You know, um, a lot of my clients and I talk about this frequently too. And then sometimes that fear will absolutely hold them back. Like, you know, we'll go back and forth in the Google docs of them saying, I don't want to talk about this because it's too flashy or it's too much. And I'm like, no, this is why we have to talk about it. Like, you know, leading by example to show people we can share, we can boost ourselves up. That's what this is about, you know, and if somebody's going to take it the wrong way, then they're not our ideal client anyway. So it doesn't matter, you know? And, you know, it can be paralyzing. And, you know, the big thing that kept me going, like this happened, I mean, it's happened for years, unfortunately, but, um, you know, something that happened last year just really like hit me so hard. And I had that moment where I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to deal with shitty people. I don't want to be 
attacked. I'm open to criticism for sure. Like, I love it. Give me feedback. But, you know, when it's just mean hearted and unnecessary, like those are the times when you're like, I don't see the point in this. Yeah. I don't want to keep going. And for me, what I always connect back to is this, this feeling that what I do is necessary and that it's about the women who I am serving and it's about the difference that I am making. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but I have to keep going. Again, it goes back to that, like responsibility, like I'm responsible, like continue to care for women in whatever capacity I can, including things like social media, which is weird, right? Like you never would expect like to feel obligated to, to showing up via Instagram, but But then you do, you see the opposite side. Like you've seen how many women you've been able to help and you're talking about, you know, serving hundreds. And I know what you do is so powerful, which we'll get into in a few minutes here. It does become like an ethical, moral obligation, especially if you're, you know, if our listeners feel the same way, like it sounds like we have very similar approaches to life, you know, like our values are pretty in alignment. I remember when I went to college and was in communications, like ethics was my favorite part of like what we learned about, you know, I'm, I tend to be like too ethical at times, you know, (laughs) I have to like protect myself a little bit. It's like giving too much away or maybe showing up too much and finding that balance of rest too, I think is super important. I'm always telling my clients, like, take the time that you need. No one's going to miss you. If you don't show up, they're just happy when you do. And what you can add value to, it is changing people's lives. Like, even though they might not tell us, I like to call them silent watchers. It's impacting them, you know, or they wouldn't be watching. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I'm so glad. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and your business journey and how you kind of got into this space? I'm so intrigued to hear more about you growing your business and when you were like, okay, I'm going all in, you know? Yeah. I mean, I knew for years, you know, to kind of bring it back a couple of years before I even got my master's, Like I always knew that I wanted to help people in some capacity. I come from a lineage of healers and there was always like this deeper calling to, to help people. And, you know, I didn't understand how or in what capacity I was going to show up, but there was always some part of me that knew that this is what I wanted. Like starting young, like I, it's kind of stupid, but I like when I was really young, like I wanted to be a witch, you know, I wanted to like make potions for people and help them heal. And I mean, they're like spell books in like our Halloween box that I made when I was five. So just obsessed, you know, so it's, it's funny coming full circle and being like, holy fuck, like I'm exactly the same person I've always been. I just kind of took a while to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, what's so valuable is, is connecting with you know, the core of who you are in this process of self-discovery equips you with the right energy and alignment to figure out what is the right fit for you work-wise, you know? And to me, like in terms of work, like I still remember like getting into an argument with my, my aunt, you know, she worked for the government starting at 19 and was with them till she retired and really valued, you know, security and pension and consistency. And at a young age, like, I remember thinking, well, what do I value? And to me, I always valued freedom and autonomy and, 
you know, money kind of came last. I'm like, money is fucking awesome. I love to make it now, but you know, I really wanted to be passionate about what I did because I hate it. I hate it when people say like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, who wants to live like a fine life? Like I want to be all in on what I'm doing. So, you know, if you're spending eight to 10 to 12 hours a day doing something, you sure as hell better fucking love it. So like I was always in pursuit of that and I always loved health. I loved health. I loved the dynamics of it. I loved the details of it. I loved science and biology and microbiology and chemistry. And, you know, there, there was that moment when I was finishing with my undergraduate and there was that question of, okay, do I want to go to med school? And I just knew deep down, I was like, eh, like, I don't want to go to med school. Like, I don't want to go to med school. It's just not the right fit. So, you know, I had completed a holistic health certification throughout my undergraduate and, and I kind of stepped away from the whole thing for a little while. I took a couple of years. I made a lot of bad choices. I traveled, I like fucked up and fucked around and just did everything that you're kind of supposed to do in your twenties, but felt so deeply lost the entire time. And, you know, like I knew that something needed to change. And so I, I waited, you know, and I worked and I discovered where my blockages were and who I was. And, you know, I ended up down in Peru at an ayahuasca retreat and went there every year for several years and just got my shit in order. So what we talked about earlier, like looking at your blockages and your willingness to, to see where you need to grow, what needs to develop. Like I oftentimes think about, you know, our ideal clients, they're oftentimes us just a few steps behind. And I know in me, like there was always this willingness to put the work in, to figure my shit out. And one of the last like intentions I went into ceremony with before, you know, it was actually the same time that I met my husband and it was six months before I went back to get my master's was, you know, something that was a little bit more like self-centered. I was asking like, teach me how to heal. And in my mind, I was thinking like, okay, teach me how to heal so that I can go back to the States and I can continue my healing journey. But at a certain point it became so obvious. Like I woke up one day and I was like, duh, like you dummy, like, by healing other people, I can heal myself. Mm -hmm. And that's where it was like, it was like the veil lifted. And suddenly I was like, Oh my God, like, here we are. This is it. Like, this is it. And, you know, I applied for master's programs in New York and was in school a few weeks later. Like the timing was perfect. I just jumped in and did a master's program in, in Eastern medicine and acupuncture And from there, it just kind of took off. Like I opened my private practice and was, you know, an acupuncturist in person, which I still operate and and own myself. And, you know, but again, the real question the entire time was, how do I make this medicine accessible? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, where I live and being able to help people one-on-one and in like a physical capacity, it's limited. Yeah. There, there are only so many hours in a day. And I knew that I wanted to be able to empower people to heal the way that I had healed myself. So that's where like the balanced woman emerged. Like, again, what we talked about before, like kind of paying attention to the signs and who's coming to you and who needs help. And suddenly I was like, it's women. 
like I like I said, I never thought it would be women, but I was like, it's women, like they need help. So sorry, long story, but um, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the balanced woman emerged because it's you know it's an expression of my healing journey and also the journeys that I've led every other woman on in my in-person practice. So it's taking the knowledge, the abilities, the skills, the support, and putting it all in women's hands. Mm. So it's, you know, it's three months because it takes that long, three months. And, you know, we start on the physical, working through hormonal blockages, any physical pain, any imbalances in that arena. And, you know, when your physical body is functioning optimally, it opens up the space and the capacity to look at your emotional blockages and to transform them because you're strong enough to, you know, you're resilient, you're capable. And what I've found is that when, you know, when things are functioning well physically and emotionally, like suddenly you have all of this space and all of this time and all this energy because you're not obsessing about like, what the fuck is wrong with me? What am I supposed to be eating? How am I supposed to be exercising? Why do I feel the way that I do at certain times of the month? It demystifies everything about who you are and why you feel the way you do and what your behavioral patterns are and what your blockages are. And then the last month, it's all just like, well, now what, you know, like, how do you expand beyond yourself? How do you heal your relationships, your friendships, your family dynamics? And then how do you align your career and your life? So it's a reflection of you. So it's, I mean, I just fucking love it because it's, it's like an extension of me. It's everything that I know about health, about women, about healing, just all packaged up into this area, you know, the members area, which has recorded lectures and all of the PDFs to support it and recorded meditations and Qigong videos and recipes. And there's just so much content that's always getting developed. And frankly, like I work 12 hour days and I love every second of it because I just, I'm obsessed. It's turned me into a crazy person. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I am like, I sign up for that though. Like what? I love that because (laughs) It really is so true. Like, unless you can look at yourself almost like naked, but like emotionally naked and be like, yeah, that experience impacted me. And that's why I show up this way currently. But it really isn't that hard to fix. Like once you are just honest, you know, and I just love how you take them through the process because I know through my like therapy journey, it got to a point where it could only go so far, you know, and I'll share that all the time on this podcast. It's not that like therapy is great. Like if that's what you need, follow your intuition and do that. You know, I knew that I needed that for some time, but then it was very clear that when my journey was over with that, it was time for me to move on. And I love how you guide them through that process. Cause that was one thing that my therapist and I were lacking and I would come back to her and ask really intense questions. And I remember on one call, she would say, Caitlin, this is like next level. Like, she's like, she's like, this is like next level awareness. And I was like, okay. So she's telling me it's time, you know, to go find someone or find help somewhere else, you know, but but, um, I had a client recently tell me, so we're, we're nearing the end of this current cohort. We have two sessions left, but a woman told me, she's like, I've been in therapy for 20 years 
And I've had bi-weekly sessions for 20 years. And my therapist two weeks ago graduated me. Like, I'm done. I'm out. And I was like, oh, like, holy fuck. (laughs) Right. Because again, like all of these tools are so helpful, right? Yeah. It takes a holistic approach. Like therapy on its own, awesome. Exercising on its own, great. Like eating well, fine. But it has to be systematically employed. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just kind of like shooting at shit in the dark and it's hard to know where to start. And there's always that feeling, you know, like something's lacking, you know? So it's like with exercise routines, like it's missing the emotional component with, with therapy, you know, it's missing the dietary component with, you know, with so many things, like it feels like something's lacking, which is why like I've made this because it's designed to support every area of your life and every aspect of who you are. So you can heal really deeply and that's what's so good getting to the end and seeing how women are really starting to question, like, what do I want to do with my life? Now that I'm not so wrapped up with my chronic fatigue and chronic headaches and painful periods and, you know, pain, you know, pain and suffering, like, oh my, what now what? And it's so amazing to get to that place where we get to talk about things like you and I are talking about, where I'm like, well, what do you want to do you know what feels like it's aligned for you what feels purposeful and it's it's the best and it's possible too which is crazy you know (laughs) like that's it and just to kind of go back to like what you said about the possibility because society tells us our whole lives that it's not you know whether it's underlying things or our family's beliefs that are passed down and I think that that was such a great part that you mentioned too because those relationships can be healed even though you might have different approaches to life after you know um, even just the way I talk about my work I've seen it impact my family directly you know my mom retired she figured out a way to do that for herself because that's what felt in alignment you know but it starts to ooze out but really I think it's society that holds us back for so long. It's like, we're ready. We're on this tether, you know, and you give them the freedom to be able to see it clearly. Like once we can see clearly, everything else falls into place. You know, my husband, you know, he's worked, he's from New York. Like he's worked in advertising or marketing or advertising technology for 20 years. And he's a very like by the book, traditional guy, loves safety, loves security. He's like my aunt, you know, just really loves having out like all of his ducks in a row. And, you know, he quit his job and he's working with me full time. And he left a job that was paying him well over six figures because, because we created those same qualities within my work as well. And he said it, he was like, it's riskier to not work with you because we've cultivated that same support. And for so many people who leave like those kind of supported corporate jobs where they have health insurance and a pension and a 401k and all of these incredible benefits, instead of saying like, well, I can't start my own business because that's not available to me. The real question becomes, how do I ensure that those same benefits are available in my own work? And with my husband, I was like, well, if that's your fucking problem, then let's fix it. So, you know, like we set up payroll, we set up separate business accounts. Like I'm LLC'd, I have an S corp. Like we put 
all of the infrastructure in place so that it's just as secure as a corporate job, but with the caveat that it's expansive. No one else is determining how much I get paid. No one else is giving me raises. I'm not reliant on anyone else. I'm never going to get laid off, right? I'm never going to be unemployed. Like there's so much freedom in just being completely in control of your work and your life. Yeah. Doable. It is. 100%. I love that you said that because John and I talk about that all the time, you know, like as the business expands, where will he fit into that and how will he want to fit into that? And it's obviously a still ongoing conversation. Like I'm not to that point yet, but I know it's possible. And I love that you are reiterating that to our audience because I don't think that I share that enough. Like Mm -hmm. this is very doable, (laughs) you know, and it's actually so much more in alignment and it's easier to get up in the morning. It's, it makes everything else in your life better when you settle into something that you really love to do. It does. And, you know, like I understand why people are scared, but again, it really demands that you ask like, okay, like if I'm scared, then how do I assuage this? How do I balance it out? Instead of just letting that fear paralyze you, it's necessary to allow it to push you to making it so that you no longer feel that way. And it's, I mean, it's worth it. Like it's worth it in ways that I cannot even begin to explain. Really. (laughs) Gosh, it's so, it's so inspiring to hear you talk about it, you know, because I've obviously looked up to you and to see you in this role, you know, that a lot of us are hoping to get to, and it's, is possible. Like, it's so exciting. Like it's, it's, it's actually making me so excited. I'm like, yeah, like I needed this today, you know, because it's when you don't surround yourself with people like this too, like for our listeners, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on like you need to surround yourself with people that believe the same things that you believe and when you don't it can really drag you down just reiterating back to the ideal client who's like ruining the group program like it happens you know so energy is real and once you can tap into how it's affecting you you can really just change that trajectory it's not that hard it's possible for everyone you know And to go back to it too, like that's where it becomes necessary to connect with that core value and to why you're doing it because people will always question you and will always doubt you and will always try to impress their fears and their values on you, even if it's coming from a place of love. Like when my husband left his job, my entire family was like, "Mm, like, that's a bad idea. Like, why would you do that? That's so like, so reckless, so irresponsible. Like my aunt's first response was that's scary. I'm like, it's not fucking scary. It's scary if like you're a bitch, but like, you're not like, come on. Like, I'm not a bitch. Like I can hang. So yeah. I don't know it's offensive, but to no. me, like it was just like, step up to the fucking plate. Yeah. Like, step up, like figure it out. And you know, again, even my husband, like he's been incredibly supportive, but very traditional, very close minded, very like in the box. And, you know, I told him when he left his job, I was like, there have been a lot of moments in our relationship that I've just praised him for, but it was that moment where I was like, I've never been so proud of you because you're breaking out of something. He's 40, you know, he's a bit old. He's 11 years older than me, but I'm like, you're breaking out of this mold that society has put you in, that your family has instilled within you, that everyone in your life that you have 
personally subscribed to for 40 years now. And it's like, huh, you know, the relief and, but you have to just keep going and having conversations like this, listening to your podcast where you talk about what's possible is necessary. Like you have to see it, right? You have to like witness that someone else is doing it. Like there's that whole bit with like the mile, right? Like for years, no one thought that you could break a four minute mile. And then like years, years and years. And then one person finally did it. And over the course of the next like three or four years, one person after another did it because it broke that belief and it transformed it where it's like, oh fuck, like it is possible. It is possible to make well over six figures owning your own business as an individual. Like I love it when people message me and they're like, oh, like can one of you or like your team get back to me? I'm like, there is no team. (laughs) I'm flattered that you said that. Like, I'm glad that it comes across. Like there's so much support and so much infrastructure here that there's a team, but it is just me. It's just me. And like, you know, my husband recently signed on, but it's like, he's still kind of like what your husband's doing. He's still trying to figure out his place. Yeah. you know, but it's like, I did it myself. I built my own website. I built the members area. I've developed all of my own content. I figured everything out myself. I LLC'd myself. Like I've set up the payroll, like everything that I've done is because I've done it, but I walked in not knowing I'm an acupuncturist. Like I stick needles in people. I don't, you know, I don't do tax forms, but you just, you just do it. Oh my gosh. I love your personality and your approach. Like this is like literally amazing because that's like literally I went through the same thing with my family. They're like, you're crazy. Like you need to go get a job. You just spent all this money at school. What are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm just going to figure it out. Like it can't be that hard, you know, like I can figure it out. And along the way, like now I, I do fortunately have a team just because of the social media management aspect of things. I'm like, I only have so much creativity, you know, but I love that you said that you're able to do it by yourself because so many people don't believe that. And no one really talks about it when they do do it themselves. You know, it's like they want to hold all their secrets or that fear arises, you know, you don't have any of that. I love it. And it's so great that he's still finding his place and he's not rushing into it. It'll come naturally, you know, and he'll fall into it and he'll love it and I hope he's enjoying his freedom finally like it's amazing to hear that Sean is going to be so excited when he listens to this episode (laughs) yeah and it's it's just I mean there's nothing like it there really isn't (laughs) oh my gosh it's so true Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. I just have one last question, which I feel like we've already covered, but I normally ask it to most of our guests. So tell us about one challenge that you faced, you know, in life or in business that really changed your mindset. You know, like, was there a time when you were in ayahuasca in Peru where you were just like, I'm going all in, or was it really just your whole life? You know, cause it sounds like it is part of your personality for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is like, I remember my, you know, my uncle saying that about me, even when I was young, like, I think it was a photographer who said this, that anything worth doing is worth doing in excess. And it's kind of a crazy mindset, right? Like it's a little, little out of balance, a little insane, but like, I'm not a half in half out person. 
And it doesn't matter what it is. To me, how I see myself and how I see my time is that it's so valuable that why would I ever waste it on something that I'm not all in on? So, you know, it's been one challenging experience after another, but like, I very much believe that, you know, nothing in life has meaning aside from the meaning that we assign it. And I look at challenging experiences and struggling and suffering as these opportunities to learn and grow. And the analogy that I oftentimes give, give the women who I work with is, you know, we're like seeds in the soil and you need the weight of the soil to push up against so you can grow. You need some resistance. If things were easy, it's like gravity, right? Like we just float off and have no direction. Like you need those experiences. You need to go throw up in a bucket for three weeks straight and feel like you're losing yourself because it's just necessary. And like, I found, you know, like, interestingly enough, like the times when I was just kind of floating and things were easy and I didn't have a lot of demands, I'd create it. Mm -hmm. I'd start to create resistance. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people today where life is in a lot of ways, very easy, right? Like all of our needs are met. Like we have an abundance of food. We have an abundance of technology. We have roofs over our head. And when that happens, when life becomes easy, we start to make up problems and make Mm -hmm. up resistance. Oftentimes, you know, in the form of listlessness and apathy and laziness and a lot of self-criticism. And I was all in on that too. You know, when I was down on myself, I was down on myself. There were a lot of years there where I just felt so lost and I was deeply depressed and suicidal and stuck. And that's what's so interesting seeing myself now Like I have a more demanding life than I've ever had, which is saying something, you know, like I got a fucking master's and I was in school seven days a week. Like I'm not, I'm not a chill person. Like I'm chill if you like hang out with me, you know, like I will happily sit on the beach with you for eight hours straight and just hang the fuck out and drink pina coladas. But I'm not like a mellow person. Yeah. Like, Like you said, like if I'm in on something, I'm in. And that also includes those times when I was depressed when I was struggling. And that's what's so good about now is that because I've so actively learned from those experiences and cultivated a life that is a reflection of me, I'm responsible for all of those things. Mm -hmm. And that, again, necessitates that I show up and that anything that has held me back in the past no longer has a place in my life moving forward. So it's, I mean, it's a good question, but like I kind of, I love those challenging times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've made you who you are. And I also love your detachment from them. You know, like how you said, you know, you can acknowledge it and then you can move on. That's something I'm going through currently. So it's really inspiring to hear you say, cause I, I feel it. Like I'll say to myself, it's sucking my energy and why am I putting energy towards that? You know, like I have so much that I want to build, that I want to do, that I want to put my energy towards. And it's helped me, but I'm definitely going to be reaching out about the balance woman because it sounds so fun and so inspiring. And to be around a bunch of other women that feel the same way, I can only imagine how powerful that is going through a journey with a group like that, you know? It is. And again, it's, it's also learning about things because people say like, oh, just let it go. But 
to me, like even what you said about detachment, it's not about letting go of that. It's about transforming it and integrating it so that it becomes a part of you and it no longer feels like this aspect of who you are that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. It becomes something new. And that's what I love about The Balanced Woman is I'm watching these women and guiding these women to this place of transformation where they're no longer you know, held back by their guilt or their shame or their resentment or self-deprecation, whatever it may be. Instead, yeah. they're like learning to love those parts of who they are. And it's, oh my God, it's such a relief. <laughs> it's such a relief to watch women fall in love with themselves. It really yeah. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to continue this conversation more. And I just want to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can reach out to you if they have questions and things like that. Um, Cause I'm sure a few of them will definitely be reaching out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, so I'm on, I'm on Instagram. My uh, handle is the balanced healer. And I have a website that has all the information. It's Hana Medicine, H-A-N-A, medicine.com. And the next cohort of The Balanced Woman is starting in June. So now's the time to get in, to sign up. I do cap it because, again, I, I want to be able to spend time with women. And so if you're, if you're called to this, like, now's the time. I, I do offer free initial consultations as well. Because again, like it's about cultivating a community of aligned women. And I want to make sure that everyone who's coming into the program feels called to it and feels like it's the right place for them. So I'm available, but easiest way to find me, which I'm sure is the same for, for everyone is, is just through Instagram, the balanced healer. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I love your handle too. And we'll have everything linked below. If you guys are driving or something and you can access this or write it down, we'll have everything in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on again. I just really enjoyed this conversation. It was so good. Thank you so Yay. much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the end in mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer Def several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.